0: Reed, good to talk to you again. Boston leading by 15 here in the first quarter. Watching the first 12 minutes, what what are your thoughts here in quarter number one? How impressive have you been with the Celtics so far?
1: Hey, guys. uh, Thanks for having me on. I mean, if the Celtics don't miss and they took all the heat, magic, juju, or whatever, if the Celtics don't miss, uh, they're probably going to win the NBA championship. I mean, absolute title wave to start the game for sure. I actually thought... The heat settled in pretty, pretty nicely. All things considered, I mean, uh, I, I think it was six turnovers, most of them live ball turnovers. Also, that were just easy Celtics runouts. Celtics shoot like sixty percent from the three. So, and yeah, those numbers—you're gonna lose any game, regardless if you're an eight and a half, you know, point underdog—you're gonna lose those games. So, Heat definitely spotted Boston a bunch of points there. I, I do wonder if this game if boston's offense cools off even a little bit can miami get back into this game I, i'm curious to see but i mean definitely looks like this gabe vincent injury is playing a role uh kyle larry looks a little overwhelmed by uh boston's size and he has all series so extended mids might not work that much for him but they did they, they gave a positive gabe vincent report early in the game so it, it was an impressive first quarter for sure though by boston
2: all right, well then, not to put words in your mouth, Ree, but it sounds like you think this one's over, and Boston is up by 15, and they're huge favorites at this point. So let me ask you this. I got a free million bucks. It's it's PJ's money. It's not mine, so whatever. Um, <laughs> I wish. Would you w- would you put it on Boston, or would you put it on Miami to win the championship if you had to lay the million bucks on somebody right now?
1: Ooh, to win the championship? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I guess to win the championship, it, it, I feel like it's two different answers. Cause I feel like Boston matches up better with Denver. But I, I still think Miami is going to win this series. I mean, Sean, I, I know Boston, I mean, they're shooting the lights out, but I, all it takes is one little run from Miami to get back into this game. And listen, maybe yeah. it's just Boston's, I they don't miss, but it's still going to take, you know, they still have to go to Miami for game six, get another one in game seven. And, you know, I'm just not, I'm not writing off the heat in the series. I know everyone's kind of, all of a sudden on this, uh, oh, Boston's, you know, they're finally realizing their potential and everything. But still got to see a little bit more from Boston. Um, but I guess, yeah, so I guess, I, I guess I'll guess i take Miami because I still think Miami's going to win the series.
0: Yeah, Reed, looking at the box score here from the first quarter, you mentioned Lowry struggles. Didn't have any points in that first quarter along with Kevin Love from Miami. Jalen Brown had three points as well, for Boston, can the Celtics can they continue to win games with Brown struggling, or are they going to need to have him kind of turn back into Jalen Brown?
1: Yeah, I I don't know what it is with Jalen Brown. I mean, really poor series. I know there, he's had some uh, some ailments a lot, You know, but, I mean, first of all, everyone's hurt at this point, but a lot of bumps and bruises. For Jalen Brown over the course of the postseason I know there was he split his hand open uh before the postseason on like a maze or something weird and then he may have like reopened that like gash um I think it was game one he, uh, bam like he was dying for a loose ball and fell on his elbow so I think it's kind of like a cumulative injuries for Jalen Brown that's kind of aiding his poor play but yeah I mean listen Malcolm Brogdon, he has. This, they were just saying on the broadcast he has this torn ligament in his elbow or something now, so he can't shoot anymore. Um, you know, so the Celtics, if they wanted to come back in the series, they need Jalen Brown to give. They're going to need at least one Jalen Brown game of the three. You know, it looks like this is going to be the Jason Tatum game. Maybe they get some more, you know, three point avalanche from the, the supporting cast, but they're going to need one game where Jalen Brown puts together a positive effort. And you know, I think that's what they need to really push ahead in the series. I just don't know if you're going to see that. Just some, whether it's injury or whatnot, Jalen Brown does not look healthy whatsoever.
2: No, so far. Put up 17, 12, 16, and 22 in this series, to your point, Reed. Um, staying on the Celtics, let's say that we're right, and they eventually either they blow this lead or they end up losing the series. What do you think the future is for their head coach? Because this is a guy who finished third in NBA Coach of the Year voting. What do they do?
1: Yeah, Joe Missoula, of course. As we say, Jalen Brown hits back to back hits two threes this quarter already. We're three minutes in. Um, yeah, I mean Joe Missoula, I think it, 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 the reaction, of course, like the knee jerk reaction when it looked like Boston was gonna be sweep, sweep swept. Sorry, uh, was you got to fire Joe Missoula. He's in over his head. This is a championship contending roster. But ultimately, the truth of the matter is, is that he's thirty in his early thirties got thrust into this role because of the Ime Udoka scandal in september so i mean he's learning on the fly and while i know that this is uh you know the window's only so open so long maybe next year you try to really put a veteran coaching staff around joe Missoula. i mean listen i'm a diehard nets fan and that's had one of like the most loaded assistant coaching uh staffs around steve nash who had never coached before and there was there was uh it was a point, you know, There's a point to do that where Steve Nash was going to be kind of like the, the CEO type and the assistant coach, Mike D'Antoni, like we said, Emeo Doka, they were all going to chip in around him. So I don't think Joe Mazzola is going to be fired. I do think that he is in over his head right now and it's still somebody going to cost the Celtics a championship. I'm more interested to know, what do the Celtics do with Jalen Brown moving forward if they don't win a championship this year? Championship windows stay open only so long. Jalen Brown's going to be up for that super max, as is Jason Tatum. That's about, like, close to $600 million committed to two guys. Uh, do you really want to do that if you're Boston? Do you try and re-tinker the roster to be better, more well-equipped around uh, Jason Tatum moving forward? Because the new CBA is going to kick in uh, in the next few years, and that's really going to hamper you from having two Supermax guys, especially either of which are top five guys. So I think you've got to look more at Jalen Brown, not Joe Missoula.
0: Reed, we were talking at the start of the show of, you know, if Miami comes back or if Boston comes back, rather, they make this series interesting. If they win tonight, I kind of think the Celtics will be favored to win the series going into game six, you know, a potential game seven, they're going to be big favorites, probably seven and a half, eight Mm -hmm. point favorites. I think if they win tonight, if they win, especially by 15 to 20, I think they're going to be like two, two and a half point favorites going into game six. So do you think if Boston does win tonight, do you think that they will be favored on the series price line?
1: Um, I wouldn't say favored just because they have to, again, win twice. But I, I think maybe even like a, um, you know, if they're going to be in mean, what, they were four and a half point favorites in game uh, three. They were one and a half point underdogs in game two. Uh, yeah, maybe Boston favored by a bucket in game six. Um, so maybe it's like a pick them price something like that um you know i think but it's gonna be very tight but i mean yeah i i could definitely see it i still I mean listen we know boston's better but they lack a lot of intangible things that you know this is a miami heat team that's well coached dave Vincent is probably gonna be back for game six so i'm not jumping to the oh boston's back and they're gonna win it all but yeah i, I think um probably a pick em price moving forward in game six and seven makes a lot of sense
2: So, Reed, I'm hosting this show last night with Trista Crick, and we're talking about Mm. the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic, and I don't know why, but I start to bring up Kevin Durant, and I say Kevin Durant went running scared from Oklahoma City, and I said that Golden State would have won a championship without him, and my evidence was that they won one before and after and all these different things, and, like, I hit a nerve. Like, she was was mad for the entire length of the segment. It was cool. It was good back-and-forth radio, and then I went on to say that I think history is going to look back at Nikola Jokic as a more skilled and better offensive player than Kevin Durant, and I thought she was going to somehow slap me in the face from uh, three states away. <laughs> Is that a ridiculous statement to make?
1: Oh, I mean, listen, I, I want. I'm like I said, I'm a huge Nets fan, so I, I followed Kevin Durant's return from uh, the Achilles injury very, very uh, closely. It's tough, man. I, it's splitting hairs, and they do two different things. I mean, Jokic best passer of all you know, best big man passer arguably of all time. I, I don't even know if there's gonna be a debate when it's all said and done. But I mean to move the way Kevin Durant does at his size with his jumper, just a it, it's a little bit different. I just think you're you're comparing apples and oranges, right? Like they I guess maybe the more well rounded offensive players, Jokic, but in terms of just a guy who can impose his will with his bucket getting uh, Kevin Durant's as smooth as it gets when it comes to that little mid range jumper. So um, even though Kevin Durant broke my heart, requested a trade from the Nets, it's tough for me to look away from a, you know his mid-range jumper. It's not the most devastating thing in the game.
2: All right, let me try again. Let me rephrase it, because we just did a <laughs> baseball draft here on the show. If there's an, all, if there's an all-time read NBA player draft, and Jordan goes first and this guy goes second, who goes ahead of who, Jokic or Durant?
1: Durant. Durant goes ahead. Durant's Damn defense it. is underrated. I mean, at seven feet, the way... He could switch on to bigs. He could you know his help side defense. Jokic, not as not as well not as a strong of a defender. Of course, you got the size and everything, but uh, Durant's defense is a little bit more versatile, his jump shot is more devastating. And listen, Jokic, you know, his passing he could set up anybody, but you know, we're talking building blocks. I'm still gonna go with Durant.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's close. I-, I would go with Durant as well. Reed, we were talking about Missoula earlier. Sean asked you a question about him. I just want to talk to you about all these coaches in general. Like, with all the teams that need a new head coach and all these big names that are available, is there, like, a coach and a new team that you think would just be the perfect marriage?
1: Ooh, that, that's an interesting one. I, I think, I don't know, maybe, like, I need a like control some of the variables like age but I really think D'Antoni and Philly would be pretty interesting just with his relationship with Harden if they're gonna really try and bring him back I personally think Philly's in between a rock and a hard place with the James Harden situation because I just think his best years are behind him and he's not what you're looking for to put next to Joel Embiid that's just my opinion so I think why not go with Mike D'Antoni I think he'd be a great addition there um, I think wherever Nick Nurse goes, he's probably going to find himself in a fantastic situation. Seems like he's going to be a finalist for like every job. And so he's going to have his pick of the litter. And in my opinion, he's the best coach available. Um, I think him and Phoenix would be super interesting. But, you know, we talked about the Suns job, and that the Suns are heading down a very, very, I think, potentially dangerous path with how they're building this roster and, you know, the front office and everything between you know, Matt Ishiba seems to be very involved in the front office. He was the one who handed down the firing of Monty Williams, by all accounts. Um, the candidates involved, like Doc Rivers, if Doc Rivers gets a Sun shot, that is ridiculous. Um, I think the Suns are in a really, it's kind of a pivotal, pivotal moment already for this franchise in the Durant era. Uh, Durant's not getting any younger. Chris Paul, we know, is already over the hill. DeAndre Aden seems like he's on his way out already. Booker, you know, all of a sudden it's his clock going to start ticking with him and Durant already you know, on the back end of the, our year two, year three of their deals so I think the Suns, this is a big hire for them. If they were to get Nick Nurse, that would reset, I think, some concerns but that's a big hire. If they mess this one up, that could get a little nervy in Phoenix quickly with their lack of depth moving forward.
2: Reed, we got like a minute left. You mentioned James Harden mm-hmm. out there in Philly and the way they went out, even Philly fans started getting pretty loud about they've seen enough of Joel Embiid. Is there any chance that he would actually get traded this offseason?
1: Uh, I think I think that D'Antoni getting this Philly job would be kind of like a of trying to appease James Harden, trying to make him happy to get him to stay because Philly's kind of out of options with Harden having this opt-out. I think Harden to Houston is definitely the like if I were setting odds that would be the odds on favorite him going back to Houston but to me Philly is trying to appease him and I think that's ultimately going to burn the Joel Embiid bridge is by appeasing James Harden not Joel Embiid so it's really dangerous with a lot of these teams right now so I think Harden ends up walking out the door
0: mm, interesting stuff there Reed Wallet can catch him on Bet's side. Breed, appreciate the time man. Enjoy the uh, the rest of the game. Sean and I both got the heat plus eight and a half. So hopefully they can make a little run here.
1: Hey, so do I guys. Let's get it home. <laughs>